The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a son in Phoenix, too. 52 to... <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Krumpetich. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> You're not sitting out tonight, are you? That's what I'm no, talking about. No. All right. What what a great game that we just got to see. The Suns tie up the series 2-2. We're coming back to Phoenix. We need to win two out of three. Two of those are home games, but... Man, I'd like to finish it game six in L.A. personally, but we will be talking about the last three games here, the two tough losses in the middle of the series, and then obviously we're going to highlight this uh, game four that we're so excited about. So we'll get into that in just a bit. Follow us on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment, and you will get a shout-out on the show. Shoutouts are in order for our bet question. This week, shout out to friend of the show, Sundress Dunks on Twitter, at Sundress Dunks. We were asking how many rebounds Aiden would have uh, in game three. Uh, Sundress Dunks said 12, Aiden had 11, so he was the closest, so shout out to you. Um, and then between the two of us, uh, you were right, Charlie. You guessed 11 right on the dot. I said 13. So if he would have had one more, we would have been exactly tied. But he got 11. You were right. So the series between the two of us is now tied 1-1. to one. All right. I just have to mention, get ready for those NASCAR teenies. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, a NASCAR teeny is a Bud Light with olives in it. And that's what Mitch will be drinking if I win this bet series. <laughs> Uh, I love olives and I hate Bud Light, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> and yeah, if you lose, you will be drinking some natty ice. And <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to do anything else to it because that's bad enough as is. I don't think it can get much worse than that. So that's, <laughs> that's where we're at. <laughs> All right, we are going to quickly go through game two and game three. We don't want to harp on that too much with those two tough losses. Uh, we were actually going to record an episode after that game three, but we will be honest. We were both in too foul of a mood to get on the mic and record. Yeah. And luckily we, we took a few days relaxed. And then after this game, we're, we're ready to, we're ready to talk. So let's get into the first one though. Game two, this one ended up being a one Oh nine to one Oh two loss. And aside from Booker and Aiton, and then campaign off the bench, no one else really had it going. And this this game, too, we really saw the effects of the Chris Paul shoulder injury. He, Even though he played almost 23 minutes, he just could not get anything going. Yeah, and we all watched this game. It was a heartbreaker and still ended up being a close game. But this is the game we were at, and I am just happy with how loud the fans were. 
how intense it was. I know they had opened up some some extra seats uh, either the day before or the day before that. So there were quite a few people in there, mostly Suns jerseys, I would say. Not a lot of Lakers stuff, thankfully. Uh, and I was just so happy with the crowd and how we responded. Um, I mean, for the team, just such a heartbreaker. I mean, we, we beat ourselves, really. A lot of turnovers, missed a lot of shots we would normally make. I mean, Booker, 7 for 17, even though he had 31. A lot of those were free throws at the very end. And, it, I mean, yeah, this was a tough loss, but I was really happy to be there still. Oh, it, it was a blast. And after that game one, I was wondering, what what's it going to be like in the stadium? Is it going to be that loud again? Because it was noticeable on the broadcast, and that, that was really cool. And Yep, it, it lived up to lived up to the hype. It was exactly everything I expected. And uh, for my first taste of being at a playoff game, that that was just wild. I wish we could have won. And oh, yeah. you know what? We very well could have won this game. In the first quarter, Lakers were up 30 to 24. Uh, we split the second quarter. They outscore us by one in the third, and we split the fourth. So it was tight through and through. And Am I going to do it? I'm going to do it. Anthony Davis shot 21 free throws in this game. That was a lot. And he earned some of them, sure. But that that was just a quite a display that was pretty discouraging. And then yes. uh, if you're a Suns hater or you know, a Lakers fan or whatever, you're probably not listening to this. But, yeah, Devin Booker gets to the free throw line 17 times in this one. And how many of those came in the last – minute and and a half of the game it seemed like they were just trying to even things up and it's i'm not going to sit here and say that the the refs won these two games for the lakers because that's not true but i never want to see a guy shoot 21 free throws in a game especially one who's seven feet tall and is allergic to the paint yeah he shot a few shots in the paint this game but man I, i hate seeing someone like that get bailed out so often especially here in the playoffs. Yeah, it's very frustrating. And I think it's hard because we were really looking forward to being able to play a bit more physically. We know a lot of players say the playoffs are a different game because refs let so much more slide. And I feel like it has been the opposite. It's been called even tighter, and there's so many whistles, even in our favor sometimes. I think that's just a little bit odd. Because we were expecting the exact opposite. Yep. And this is also the game with the sack kick to uh Yeah, to Crowder. That was that was uncalled for. That was rough. And we've seen some fouls that can be classified as dirty throughout this series, but none more blatant than this one. And does he get tossed out of the game? No. Of course no. not. Oh, that that one burned me pretty hard. And then seeing him shoot that many free throws on top of it, that that was a lot. And they call it a flagrant one. And what's the difference between a flagrant one and a flagrant two, which flagrant two is an objection? It's intent. And, I mean, watch that replay. The intent is there. He knows exactly what he's doing. His intention is to hurt Crowder. I mean, that is worthy of an ejection. If campaign's going to get ejected in game one... For his, I mean, scuffle, whatever. If Devin Booker is going to 
have a flagrant two called on him for that little shove that sure it was a frustration foul. He probably shouldn't have done it. But when you kick a guy right there intentionally, that's, that's a flagrant two. He should have been out. Yeah. That that's just terrible. I let, let's move on to the next game where we don't have anything good to say about either, but that's right. <laughs> Uh, final score of this one got away from us quite a bit, 109 to 95. And you you can just stare right at the the second quarter. The first quarter is a unbelievable tight game. one, but the second quarter we score 12 points. They only score 16. So I mean, the, it was just such an ugly quarter of basketball. Yeah. And then we come out of the half, and then we get beat by 10 in the third quarter, and that that was when uh morale was at a low i'd say yeah. this was this was really tough and the what i want to talk about in this game is the the absolute bulletin board material that the lakers bench and lebron gave to the suns they were mocked out on the the suns were mocked out on the court and it was very it, i was upset as as a suns fan that ticked me off and i i just hope that the suns have that as a gif on a monitor in their locker room, showing that just to remind them what 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 they put on display on game three. And it's safe to say that did carry over to game four, but that's the one thing I wanted to talk about in this one. Uh, just no class, really. No, yeah, blatantly disrespectful. I think there's a difference between having fun and enjoying yourself in a win. Like, that's understandable. Yeah. And blatantly mocking and just poor sportsmanship. Ah, uh, yeah, I I can't I I don't want to go much more right, into no. that. Let's, like let's talk this about the game. We didn't record. Literally, yeah, yeah. we were gonna record. Even if we would have lost, maybe if it were a little closer, or even if the circumstances would have been different. But it's even hard to talk about now. I mean, we were both very heated. Oh yeah, and I mean, this is saying something. I. I'm usually the one that I I will record pretty much any time. I don't care how bad the circumstances are. I want to talk about it. And even I was like, I can't do this. No, there I was I was one salty boy after that game. I won't I won't even lie about it. I was I was just mad. But I mean, what what can we take away from this one? DeAndre Ayton was a machine in this game. He has been all series. Did did we expect this to happen? The the DA just the consistency that we're seeing right no. now. I, I okay. I have been pro Aiton from the start. Same especially here. Especially this season. And even then, I expected this maybe once or twice. I mean, every night he's doing this. It's amazing. Yeah, when when he popped off in game one, I was thinking that's that's great. I don't expect this to happen every game, but if if this is going to be happening regularly, this is going to be a different series than what I expected. And it, he he's just been producing each night, and even in this last one, uh, the next game here, he only shoots it eight times, but he's such a big factor in the game. We 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 have to have him out on the court, and I wasn't really expecting that, but man, he's just been. He's been great. He had 22 points in this one, 11 rebounds, one steal. I mean, I'm I'm so thankful for him right now. With our lack of big man depth, he has been 
just essential. Yeah. 11 for 15 shooting. He plays 41 minutes. I mean, he's been playing 40 or more minutes for the most part through all of these games, and we need it. I mean, that's the only way that we're going to win this series is Aiden playing that much because Dario, now Dario could have a role later on, but right now Dario doesn't really have a role. He doesn't match up well. Frank Kaminsky has been pretty awful in the limited minutes he's had. Jay Crowder was super cold. Mikhail Bridges has been cold. Cam Johnson can't guard LeBron. I don't know why we keep trying to have him guard LeBron. It never goes well. So to have Aiton be able to play 41 minutes, 40 or 41 minutes a game, and play this well is so encouraging. Yep, that's great. And I've been curious since after the first game, is Aiton going to be able to keep this up playing 40 minutes per game? And so far he has. And it couldn't be at a better time for us. This is absolutely perfect. So, mm-hmm. And you know what? Dario gets taken out of the lineup uh, in this game. And we get Tory Craig in there and Frank, like you mentioned. And I just think that that, that change in the game plan has been so good to us. And I, I'm so happy that even with this loss where we did not play great, uh, Monty's sticking with this. We saw the same bit of rotation in uh, game four. So it's very true. Sarge could come back and play. If we win this series, we could see him in the next one if the matchups are better. But I just really like that move Monty made. Yeah, Frank out there for a few minutes per game. That that might hurt, but Aiden does need a blow. And Kaminsky's really the only, the only guy we can trust to put in there at center right now. Right, yeah. And, you know, looking back after the result of Game 4, we can see some more positives from Game 3. Chris Paul still not 100% uh, in this game. But he shoots 3 for 8. It looks a little bit better. He makes a couple mid-range jumpers. And I I remember thinking, okay, it looks like he's looking a little bit better. Uh, I think I may have even tweeted that. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. Follow us on Instagram as well because I'm posting. If people haven't noticed, uh, I'm putting some stuff on the stories. We're going to be at Game Five, so expect stuff there. Anyway, Chris Paul looks a touch better. Still not amazing. Plays 27 minutes, seven points, three for eight shooting, uh, minus 20, which is rough. But uh, he needed this game, I think, to ease back in and get to where he's at in Game Four where he looks just like himself. Totally. Um, you, you can see him just taking so much better care of the ball. You can tell that he didn't want to raise his arm up at all early on in the injury. And, he, you know, the, the dribbling was a little loose. You'd never see that out of Chris Paul. And all the tur- he had a few turnovers in those first two games, but here he kicks it down to two turnovers. And then in the game four, zero turnovers. So, yeah, he's he's definitely coming back into himself and, like our intro, uh, it's kind of crazy that Monty was considering sitting him out for this game four, and then, yeah, he looks perfect in game four. Right, and I wonder how much of that is Monty trying to light a fire a little bit. Just saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to sit you. I I love that. Like, Who else could say that to Chris Paul? You right. Know? Like, right. I'm glad that Monty is in a position where he can be like, I don't know, Chris. All-star Chris Paul, do you think you can do it tonight? 
And then I saw a little bit that uh, Paul even had to talk with Booker before the game, like, hey, man, if you don't think I should be playing, let me know. So it sounds like all yeah. the guys are – all the guys know that Chris Paul needs to help this team win. And, you know, maybe he's at 80% now, 85%, maybe even better. I don't know, but we need to be leaning on him. Think back through the regular season when, when a game needed to be sealed up. It was Chris Paul, pick and roll, jumper yeah. to seal it. Like, we, we got a little little taste of this in this game three, quite a few more of it in game four. And I think uh, this game was a nice feel-out for him, as the Laker fans like to say, a feel-out yeah. game. This was a, yeah. a feel-out game for his shoulder. But game four, looking good, Chris. It's, it's good Right. Stuff. And the other thing in game three that I'm looking at is – Torrey Craig getting started a little bit. 14 minutes, 11 points, 4 for 7 shooting, 3 for 5 from 3. Uh, we needed Torrey Craig to kind of ease in as well, and he played a big role in Game 4. So I think that's another positive takeaway from Game 3. Um, I mean, other than that, it's pretty rough. Yeah, but... there's not much good to say about that one, except that it – it 1,000% lit a fire behind this team. And yes. It, it showed in game four. Let's let's talk about game four. Yes. And let's talk was, about what we're here to talk about today. That's right. <laughs> 100 to 92. And the first thing I want to highlight is the third quarter. When the Suns, the, the Suns went at 27 to 15. Mm. And this was despite uh, the LeBron... Travel that wasn't called when he passed it to himself, which resulted in a three. And then either the possession before or after that happened, the refs could have called two two offensive fouls on the Lakers, or excuse me, defensive fouls. But then it goes the other way and they hit another three. And then the next position possession, they hit another three. So there was nine points all in a row. I think this was the third quarter. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. But either way. We were able to withstand that, and, you know, we're complaining about the refs a little bit and all that, but we saw all that happen. We're able to stick with it and just, you know, just keep them down the majority of this game. That was such a good sign to see. Yeah, this reminded me a lot of game one, where, you know, after, so we go down by 11 or 12, the middle of the second quarter, we pull it back. It's back and forth, back and forth a little bit. Halftime, we're down by two. And then uh, we don't look back after that. And we're in complete control. Uh, we get up by, you know, 15, 16 points. Let that slip a little bit. Bring it back. Let it slip. You know, we're still in control. We never go down by more than six or seven again. That's what it's all about in the playoffs. I mean, you grind that out, you win, you score 100 points and win. I mean, that's like, you used to score 100 points and win in like the 70s. Um, We held the Lakers to 15 points in the third quarter. I mean, that's the difference maker right there. Right, and that is, uh, we saw Anthony Davis stay back in the locker room with a groin strain that happened late in the second quarter. So that that did have a lot to do with it, with with Davis not on the court. That's a different team. But I think it was Mark Jackson at the end of the broadcast said this game had nothing to do. This Suns victory had nothing to do with Anthony Davis getting hurt. They they earned this win. 
And I was yeah. I was so happy to hear that at the time because we were shutting down Davis early in this game. He couldn't get anything going. So, I mean, yeah, he's a great player, and he would have scored some points in the second half, but we we were locked in. And the, the thing that happened in this game was the, the seal came off the rim, and everybody was hitting shots in this one. Yeah. It, we, we still didn't shoot lights out by any means. 28% from three. But still, we saw Bridges hit a few. Crowder hit a few. Johnson hits one. Get him going a little bit. So we need these guys to play well to win games. And it's very obvious in this one that that is what helped and what happened. Yeah, and I mean, just balance, you know. Aiton has 14. Booker, 17. Bridges, 11. Crowder, 17. Chris Paul, 18. Campaign, 13. You know, we we did a good job of getting it to the hot hand, getting it to the right guy each time, and just riding that. And, I mean, Chris Paul, 18 points, 9 assists, 0 turnovers, 7 for 15 shooting. I mean, that's that's more of what we come to expect from him. Oh, yeah. And those that stat line it does not make me think of a guy who was a game-time decision with a bum shoulder, a bum shooting right. shoulder. right. That's that's stepping up in the moment. That's why he's a that's why he's Chris Paul. That's why he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, yes, we're yes. we're witnessing what he can do and how how great he is. Like the MVP talk with Chris Paul didn't get too noisy there, but how obvious is it seeing his effect on the game? And just you know, this is the best place to be able to see that is a playoff series playing oh, the yeah. same team six or seven times and just seeing the effect when he's on the court and when he's off the court, or if he can get his shoulder lifted up high enough to shoot a jumper or not. I mean, it's, it's crazy what this guy does for the team. Yeah. And I think we should mention that Contavious Caldwell Pope was out for this game. He hasn't done much on offense, but he's been a good defender, especially on Booker. And I mean, Booker didn't go nuts or anything like that without him. I mean, they're still doubling Booker. They're still, trying everything they can to shut him down, and Booker's making the right decisions. But, yeah, I mean, the only one who really did anything in this game is LeBron. 25 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists, 10 for 21 shooting. He only had one three. Four for seven from the free throw line. I mean, LeBron is just... He's so in his own head when he shoots free throws. It's been like this for three years now. It's pretty oh, yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I was watching the game with my father-in-law, and he... He likes the Suns. He likes watching basketball, but isn't like a, a every game kind of watcher or anything. And he just kind of made the point. He said, you'd think that these guys just would make every single free throw. You know, no one guarding them, make every one. It's like, yeah, you know, it's a mental game at that point. And, you know, he's looking at LeBron and he's like, isn't LeBron supposed to be the best? And he misses these free throws. And it's like, LeBron is so in his own head about free throw shooting, and I love it. Oh, it's it's great. He got in his own head about behind the three-point line in this one, too. He was just one for seven. Yeah. And it feels like in, in games two and three, LeBron hitting a big three-pointer was what kind of hyped them up, kept them around, or, you know, gained up on a lead that way. But in this one, he, he just did not have the jumpers going. And I'm saying, let that man shoot anything outside the paint if you yeah. can keep lebron out of the paint and especially if anthony davis isn't 
might not play in this next one or isn't 100%. I mean, let LeBron shoot from out there, box out and rebound, and that's another win. Yeah, definitely. And I think another thing to note here is Mark Gasol plays 23 minutes and has 12 points uh, on three for five shooting from three, four for six overall. When else is Mark Gasol going to do that? Right. Yeah. I mean, we really could have probably won this game by 16 or 18, but Mark Gasol scores 12 points for the first time in two years. Right, and you got to respect him as a shooter a little bit, yeah, especially yeah. just looking at the series he's been knocking it down. And that's, you know, that's a change of pace compared to Drummond. You don't have to worry about Drummond out there. No way do you have to worry about him. But right. Gasol's out there. You you gotta that keeps Aiton a little more honest. And then I don't know, man. Next game, if they play Drummond as much as they, I mean, he only played 19, 19 minutes in this 19 one. Minutes. I wouldn't play him any more than that in game five. I, I yeah. think uh, we have that situation figured out. Aiton's going to eat if Drummond's on him. So might as well uh, get Gasol out there to stretch the floor and, you know, open things up for LeBron and even Schroeder, who can get to the rim pretty decently. Right. And Schroeder had a bad game. Eight points, three for 13 shooting. He has been better than this throughout. But yeah, this was, what, is, this was, what does this tell you, though? Chris Paul. I mean, Chris Paul is doing that damage. He's playing defense. He's back to feeling himself a lot more. You can tell. And we've, I, I think Aiton really was disturbing Schroeder on a bunch of his uh, layup attempts in this one. I think he blocked him one time, but we saw him score on those quick little underhand layups when he gets a step on a guy. But it seems like Aiton has kind of countered that now, and Schroeder looked a lot less. Uh, apt to try to force one on Aiton. And that's that's great. That's what your seven-footer needs to do. He needs to turn away the pesky little guards who can, you know, get through a crack and get to the rim like that. Campaign. Seven-footer. Exactly, exactly. We saw campaign blow by LeBron two or three times in this game. (laughs) Yes, we did. Love that. Yeah, that was nice. That's that's another nice little change of pace, too, because if you get – you know, you're used to the methodical Chris Paul pick and roll. And then all of a sudden, campaigns in running a pick and roll, and he's at the rim before you even blink. I yeah. Know. And, and then try to switch one of your centers onto him, or even LeBron, because Cam's going to blow right by him. He's been fantastic yeah, this series. Yes. This dude, I guarantee he's our backup point guard again next year. Oh, yeah. Guarantee it. It's. I mean, it's Nash and Barbosa. Seriously, we're seeing it again. Yeah, and they play together, and that like, that's fun to watch. And it's nice Booker can get a little blow with that because Mm -hmm. you know Chris is gonna rock the pick and roll like that, and they always got to worry about campaign when he's on offense. I mean, who's would have thought that we're saying this, but he's been knocking down threes all series. Yeah, and then the way he gets to the rim and finishes, I mean. What what a great option at our backup point guard. I I can't believe I'm saying it. I Shout know. out campaign, man. Yeah, and you I'm loving this for him. I mean to go from not even in the league to getting a call to come play in the bubble for eight games to where he's at right now. I mean yeah. you just gotta be thrilled for the guy. Did you see him dancing in the mirror before the game? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't see that. Check out uh Abdul Nader's Instagram. Okay. You, you 
you gotta see it. Everybody has to see it. Like he's getting himself pumped up before the game, and I mean that's a confident man right there. I'll just leave it at that. It's really funny though. Check it out. No, that's awesome. Man, what a game though. It felt so good to win that. Oh, it really did. And uh, let's okay. I'll be a bit of a doomer here. I'll okay. I was pretty down, pretty down bad after that game three. And, yeah. you know, we're, we're going to game five, and I was thinking about what's the atmosphere going to be like game five if we lose game four? It's a 3-1 series, and, you know, it, it, that's tough sledding from that point. But what's the arena even going to be like? Is it going to be gloom and doom like I'm feeling right now? But the way that we played in this one, I mean, I am so hyped to get back in the arena. And Man, yeah. everybody needs to get in there. I mean, yes. tickets are expensive, but I mean, this is Suns, Lakers. This might be the, this could potentially be the last time we see Suns versus Lakers in the Phoenix Suns arena because we might beat them game six too and it's just over there. Right, so, right. I mean, you want to see Suns versus Lakers again this year. There's one or maybe two chances to do it here. I make it happen, man. Just and don't sell your tickets to Lakers fans. Hunt, so don't do it. And I know like, give them a know, quiz or something before. <laughs> I don't know. I know there's like we used to list tickets and stuff like that back when we had season tickets, and you have no way of knowing who is buying your tickets. You know, right. but go. If you're a Suns fan, go to this game. Don't sell your tickets. Go. I mean, why? I, sure, you can make money, but the experience you'll have at Game 5 will be priceless. Like, go to the game. I, yeah. I mean, whoever's listening to this, I'm sure we don't have to tell these people. I mean, if you <laughs> listen to us, you're probably thrilled to be going if you're going to the game. So tell your friends who might be selling their tickets <laughs> to not sell them and to go. Because it's, I mean, it's awesome. The the atmosphere there, and even though we lost game two, that was great. And I I can't wait to see what it's like in a win, hopefully. Oh and, yeah. And you know, I look at, I look at kind of the opposite side of this coin here. I I was feeling some of that doom and gloom, but I kind of reminded. This is what got me through to to game four's win. I I knew we only needed to win one in L. A. It was really frustrating that the Lakers took one here because I really think we could have won both those games. But it's understandable to lose one in L.A. I mean, that was their first – this is the Lakers' first home playoff game in eight years or something, just like it was our first home playoff game in 11 years. Like little different circumstances, but yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. (laughs) But you're – I mean, you're going to want to just win one game. I mean, you want to win both games, but it's so – like expected that you'll lose one. So getting a game in LA puts us in control. So now it's a best of three series and two of those games are going to be at home. Potentially we might just win both game five and game six. And that's that. But I mean, we're, I think we're in the driver's seat. Yeah. A hundred percent, a healthy Chris Paul, uh, Aiton playing at this level night in and night out. And then we get questions about AD. Absolutely, that's obviously a big factor. I mean, 
it's sad that injuries have played such a big role in the series for both teams, but I mean, that's what we're living with. They, right. I'll give it to the Lakers. They had a short off season. Uh, they were banged up for the most of the season. I mean, that, that's tough trying to come all together and play like this and then boom, another injury. That's no fun. I mean, I know how, how I felt when Paul got hurt game one, that that's rough. You don't want to see that happen on either side of the ball and you don't want excuses from either team either. You know, you want to, you want to just say, yeah, we were the better team. We won this series and that's not going to be how it goes after this one. But nah, if we beat nah. the Lakers, I don't care because they're going to well, be at home and we're going to be moving on to the next round and I'll be, I'll be the happiest guy in Phoenix. That's right. Well, and Chris Paul even said, he said, that's the playoffs. Guys are going to get hurt. I got hurt. AD's AD got hurt. LeBron's still not 100% probably. Like, that's the reality of the way this league works. Nader's out. That's, that's, that's a game changer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Nader's out. <laughs> Man, All right. well, yeah. We had that, I mean, that was a, a really fun game to watch. Love, love taking one away from the Lakers on their home court. Yeah, you said it all. This best of three now. Let's let's get this game five. Right. And now my prediction is still the same as it has been from the start. Suns in seven. I I think we're gonna win both games at home and probably drop the one in LA. I'm but saying Suns in six now. I'm, I I mean that's I'm not being I, bashful about it. Yeah. I mean, you sent me the screenshot of commenting on Boney M. <laughs> Son A, you know, saying Suns and Six. And yeah, I should go look at all the comments on that. And That's how I feel right now. See how many other people are saying Suns and Six. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Well, let's talk about our bet question then for next week. So. We're for sure playing at least two more games, game five and game six. We're going to do a bet question for game six. This is going to be Thursday, June 3rd. We don't know what time yet. We've we've taken everything from our big three so far. Well, two of our big three. So we did Booker points, eight rebounds. I mean, the natural progression is Chris Paul assists. And now that he's back looking like himself, I think that this is uh, a more reasonable thing to try to guess. So let us know on Twitter at Sonny and PHX pod, how many assists do you think Chris Paul will have in game six? And this is going to be tough. What do you think? I'm going to go a dime of dimes, 10 assists. I think he's going to get a nice double double in this one and seeing him just more healthy more more sure of himself, taking better care of the ball. And we saw the lid come off for our guys. They're hitting some more open shots. I, I don't think it'd be too crazy to see 10 Chris Paul assists. Okay. So logic tells me one thing. And my emotion, my heart, who I really am as a person tells me another. Logic tells me to pick nine. And everything else tells me to pick 11. So I'm saying 11. That's right. Love it. I have to. I mean, I, I'm I'm always I've always been the optimist when it comes to these things, and sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. I'm going 11. Yep. Well, and if I have to drink a Budweiser teeny or whatever, I'll do it. NASCAR teeny, bro. NASCAR teeny. <laughs> <How could I? laughs> a NASCAR teeny. 
Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, okay, 10 for you. I'll say 11. Let us know what you think, and whoever is closest will get a shout-out on the show whenever our next show comes out. I don't quite know yet. Depending on on how mad we are after yeah. next game. Probably. So, it, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Um, it's possible we might record after game six. Definitely not after game five, because we will be at game five. It'll be late. I have to work the next morning. So not after game five. Potentially after game six. We'll just have to see what happens. That sounds good. All right. Well, with that, uh, we, we, we haven't done one of these in a little bit. So after a, a fun day of watching the Suns win, we're going to go to the non-sports section of the show. And uh, this was inspired by my wife and I buying a kitchen table kind of on a whim. We, we have moved into our new house partially, not fully. We've got a really expensive storage unit in our old apartment. Uh, but we're getting stuff moved over. And um, we went and bought a kitchen table, and I had to put some parts of it together. So my fingers are kind of sore from, you know, using these screws that, I guess they're more like bolts than anything. I can't use my drill, which very happy about my drill. I love that thing. It works really well. Um, but it inspired this question for non-sports. When was the last time, or when was a time that you were unreasonably sore? Okay. Recently, I was uh, pulling a bunch of weeds in my front yard, or they weren't even weeds. They were leftover plants that we tried to get rid of so i feel like i you know I'd, I'd squat down pull one out move over to the next spot and after i it couldn't have been more than a half hour of doing it but the next day i swore i had done 2000 squats it was yeah. kind of ridiculous just that <laughs> awkward movement and i have another one though that that really got me Last summer when I went back to South Dakota, my buddy brought a boat out. We were tubing around the lake, and he pulled me for a little while. And when I got done, I was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. But then the next day, I was walking around like I was all swole, like where's the gym at? Because my like my pecs, my like shoulders, my are these deltoids back here? Yeah, they were yeah. all just on fire, and I could barely move Traps. my arms. Traps. There we go. I, I could barely move my arms, and I was walking around like I was all juiced or something like that. <laughs> yeah, just, the, you know, give me 10 minutes on the tube, and that's about enough of a workout for me nowadays. But <laughs> I'm, I'm getting old. I'm not going to lie about it. I'm just getting old. <laughs> okay, I've got one that I actually just thought of this. I was I was thinking of going with else going with something else, but I think this one's better. So we we have a new mattress. I like our mattress. Uh, I got up in the middle of the night, just kind of woke up and lifted my head and turned it at just the wrong angle, and I had a kink in my neck the entire next day. Oh, it's one of those where you just sleep just a touch wrong and you're sore the whole next day and that happened to me this week so i'm gonna go with that uh it's not that exciting of a story and i probably have more exciting ones but that's real life i got a yeah. kink in my neck from turning my head wrong yep. in the middle of the night well mitch like me and literally every other person in the world you're getting older 
That's that's right. Every that's second, thanks. every second. I know. I'm. I'll be 30 before you know it. But oh boy, I it's not that bad. That. I I know it's not bad. I know it'll be fun. But as I get closer and closer and closer, this stuff starts happening to me more and more. <laughs> oh man, I trimmed my beard the other day. Some gray hairs fell out of that. Oh, buddy, I'm I know all too well about that. I don't like it, but it happens. Yeah, it happens. I've joked about getting that brush in. uh, Oh yeah. But it's not that bad. I just have like one one definitive white patch in my beard. I don't mind it though. It's no no. That's distinguished, right? That's right. Yeah, and I mean. I'm by no means old or anything. I mean, neither of us are, but no. it's just, it's fun to joke about getting older and the things that you deal with as you actually become a full-fledged adult. <laughs> yeah. I, in a few years, eh, more than a few years, I'll, I will say that I'm old and I'll mean it. You know, I'm getting to that point. I'm getting up there. Yeah, I don't think you can really... I, 50 50 50 that's what I'd i say. got plenty of time then if we're if we're talking 50 plenty, yeah. plenty i don't of think time. i don't even think 50 is old but i think that's when you can start talking because like my cousin who was on our uh he came on the show spencer to the west his youtube yep. channel spencer to the west he turned 40 last january and he's still young and spry as ever oh yeah so i think there's there's a definitive change when you're 50 i think but 40 really is the new 35 (laughs) right on (laughs) right on okay i got nothing else let's end this thing thank you guys for tuning in uh we'll be back after game six for sure we'll do an episode then um obviously we're we're just so excited this has been so much fun to talk about these last couple weeks now and i mean we went a few years without being able to have these talks, and we were just thinking about the draft at this period. So <laughs> we love it. We love it. So tune in next week after Game 6. We'll, we'll go with that. At Sunny and PHX Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you then. Go Suns. <laughs>